Hello everybody, it's Melissa. I'm back and uh, welcome to another episode. <laughs> I'm off to a good start here. I, the, my thoughts are already jumbled. Um, I, I don't know where I want to start this episode. This isn't like an intense or in any way special or significant episode. I just have like a weird... Um, I'm in a weird brain space today. My, my day, uh, has been a little bit like it didn't go the way I was expecting it to go. Like not in a bad way or anything, just like the plan of my day wasn't what I anticipated for it to be. And we all know that that can be a little bit of a thing that throws us autistics off and kind of into a tailspin. So for the last like hour, I've just kind of been wandering around my house feeling lost and like I can't when the plan goes off of the plan um I I just sometimes have a real hard time getting traction back on my day and and really getting anything done and so that's kind of where I'm at right now uh in about 30 minutes the plan will be back on track because that's the time that I leave my house to go get my daughter off the school bus and the evening has a very specific plan that we follow. And uh, so that will be, I'll be doing a lot better in 30 minutes when the plan gets back in action, <laughs> the the Tuesday plan. Uh, but for now, I'm just sort of like lost. And so I was like, you know what? I'll record a podcast episode. And um Prior to sitting down to record this episode, though, I was looking through emails. I was like trying to do something productive because anytime I get in this mode of where I feel like stuck, I I have a really hard time choosing which direction to go next because I'm like, I, I have a hard time like picking a priority task. You know what I mean? And I, I do have a hard time with picking... Um, a task that might not feel as productive. Like for a split second, I was like, oh, you know what? I should just sit down and read the book that I've been reading uh, because I'm almost finished with it and I really like want to know what happens. And I was like, no, I can't read in the middle of the day. Like there's so much other things that need to be done. Like maybe I should unload the dishwasher um, or maybe I should uh, work on some homework or maybe I should, you know. And then in all of the time that I spend like going in circles about what productive thing I should be doing, um... I'm really not being productive at all. And I should have just read the book (laughs) because I feel like that would have been more productive than me just sitting and thinking about what productive thing I could be doing. So anyway, I decided on email. And so that made me feel a little bit productive because if my email inbox gets too full of stuff, I start to get overwhelmed. So um, I'm going through my email, my personal email, not the podcast email and just sort of like deleting things and whatever. And um, I do get some... Uh, like autism related types of things and there was something in there about like I don't know like diagnostic criteria for for autistic people or for autism I guess and then I I clicked on it and um I don't know it took me so basically long story short I, I sort of started going a little bit down a rabbit hole of um 
like a little mini research rabbit hole because I was like, oh, this, you know, when you click on something and then it leads you to like something else and then you click on another thing that's related and it's just sort of like goes that way. So this wasn't like a super deep dive. This was just something really briefly that I got into before I decided to record an episode. So um, basically what I noticed and all of the things that I clicked on that were related to like diagnosing autism and the DSM and like all of this stuff was that uh, every single thing was related to children. Every single thing that I clicked on. And yeah, there are uh, certain things out there that you can find that are related to uh, adult diagnosis uh, of autism or even adult presentation of autism, but not a lot. You really have to seek it out. And it got me thinking about what a shame that is and how much I hope that that is going to start to shift. It seems like so much of the initial evaluation and testing that was done to create the diagnostic materials for autism was based off of these tests that they always performed on children. Um, And we all know mostly, it was mostly geared towards male children also back in the day. Um, And I think that there was a very specific presentation in the first place that made these researchers sort of design these tests in certain ways. Um, And unfortunately, as we all know, This has caused a lot of us to get missed. You know, those of us who weren't um, outwardly presenting a lot of the more obvious traits that these diagnostic um, assessments were based on. So... It can be rather frustrating when you notice things like that and you start thinking about it and you start sort of wondering um, if it's ever going to swing in the other direction where real changes are going to be made in these things. So one of the things specifically that was, that popped up that then I started reading about it was this concept of theory of mind. And I did notice this in a lot of the research that I was doing on autism when I first um, started um, researching autism for myself, uh, suspecting that I might be autistic um, and that was theory, the whole concept of theory of mind and autistic people not having theory of mind is kind of, it's one thing that sort of discouraged me a little bit from thinking that I might be autistic because I was like, oh, well, I don't feel like that describes me at all. Um, I guess what, what theory of mind is, for those that don't know, because I didn't know, um, you know what, hang on, let me... Google it for a de- for like a real definition because I don't really know how to put it in my own words. Let's see. Um, sorry, I'm like looking something up while you guys are 
listening. Um, okay, let's see. I was just trying to like look for it, not like Wikipedia definition, but oh, here we go. Theory of mind in autism. Uh, um, so theory of mind, the ability to understand other people's thoughts and emotions. So, I mean, I guess I could have said that all on my own. That's not a very hard definition, but, um, I, I don't know about you guys, but this one is particularly hard for me because I feel like I really do understand a lot about other people's feelings and emotions. So I guess what's hard for me with this is that the the statement that autistic people do not possess theory of mind. They cannot understand what other people are thinking or feeling. Is very, um, it's like, <laughs> I, I can't think of the word that I'm trying to think of. It's very like final. It's like this thing they they don't have it. The autistics don't have this. And it's... I feel like for some autistic people, people that sit in a very specific place on the autism spectrum, that might be true for them. I've definitely met a couple of autistic people in my life. Again, though, these were children. Um, including one of my own children. Um, who do have a problem with this. Um, the thing is, is when you're assessing this stuff and basing it on children only, that's when it gets difficult because this line of thinking implies that autistic people aren't capable of learning or change. Or, or adaptation. Sorry, oh my gosh, my dogs. Hang on a minute, I gotta pause. Sorry about that, my dogs are annoying. So, I love them though, they're very cute, but also very annoying. So, as I was saying, I think that a big portion of research that has been missed or left out of the conversation has been the fact that oftentimes um, autistic children may encompass some of these traits, but then are able to learn how to interpret things in new and different ways. I guess I don't like the assumption that an autistic person is the way that they are and no change can ever be made because this is just how it is. I don't I don't believe that to be true, especially as an autistic person who definitely has over the years been able 
to figure certain things out. Now, that's not to say that autism is curable, that autism is not a disability, that autism is not something that is extremely difficult, um, at least some of the time, if not all of the time uh, for some of us. Because some of the things that come along with autism do not get quote unquote better or more easily adaptable or go away or whatever. Some things remain difficult. Some things remain just inherently different about the way that we operate and think and behave. Um, But there are things like theory of mind that yes, while some autistic people may not be intuitive to other people's emotions or very good at guessing how others might be feeling or ascribing certain emotions to certain situations, things like that. Um, I do believe that those things can be essentially learned over time. So when we're assessing children for things like theory of mind, and there are other things that I'm sure are equitable to this, you know, like social interactions and things like that. I feel like in the 43 years that I've been alive, I've definitely, definitely grown and learned when it comes to socializing. Does that mean it's easy for me? No, certainly not. But I've gotten to the point where um, I can... I can function. I can get by. I do I do have friends. I do have the ability to socialize and all of that. Um, whereas when I was younger, it was a little bit more obvious. I mean, obviously not super obvious because I got missed uh, for diagnosis when I was a kid. Uh, I got by well enough when I was a kid, but it was I was certainly much more awkward and unaware of certain things when I was a child than I am now when it comes to social interactions because inherently enough time goes by and enough situations happen that you're like, oh, oops, like, oh, I didn't mean to make that person feel that way. I probably shouldn't have said this thing or I shouldn't have done this this way or, you know, and you kind of learn to adapt your behaviors um, to, (laughs) I don't like the word fit in, but that's kind of like what you're doing. You know, you're, you're, you're adapting, um, And these are things that we all learn to do, whether we're neurodivergent or neurotypical, because neurotypicals don't always have it dialed in from the get-go either. You know what I mean? When you're a kid, it's like you're learning things all of the time. I just feel like the learning curve for things like this is probably a lot steeper for autistics. You know, it it takes us a little bit more (laughs) trial and error. It takes us a little bit more um, explanation from other people or situations where we're, you know something may have gone awry where we're like, okay. And then it does take a lot more effort, yes, to uh, continually uh, get things right, <laughs> quote unquote right, uh, as according to the world and, and social conventions and such. So anyway, I guess this whole big tangent just came from me like reading some emails and clicking on some things and then just getting annoyed that all of these studies and stuff were, it's just like all of its children, 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 how to diagnose children, how to know if your child is autistic, how to see, and then you look at the things and you're like, I'm autistic as an adult and I don't have a lot of these things. 
Like, some of these things just don't exist in me anymore. Some of them I can remember did exist in me as a child. Other things, I have no idea because I'm 30. No, I'm 30. I almost, I transposed my age. I'm not 34. I'm 43. And like some things you just don't remember from your childhood, or you may have not even known that those things were amiss. You know what I mean? Because you were a kid and kids don't, aren't generally like aware of certain things. You know what I mean? So, so I don't know. I I don't know. It's just, it bothered me. And I'm like, you know, I feel like a whole new era of autism research should be implemented and a ton of research should be redone on not only children of all um, ethnicities and genders, but also of all different types of adults uh, who are diagnosed autistic or who um, think that they may be autistic. Do you know what I mean? So so much of the research is so old and outdated and only done on children and only done on very specific, you know, like white boys. And it's, it's frustrating for the rest of us that may not fall into those very specific categories. Um, you know, I do think that the DSM diagnostic criteria is valid. I do. And I do think that that is a, it's a pretty good summation if there can be one of autism, if you read through all, if you've never looked at the diagnostic criteria, like the official one that like psychiatrists use and medical professionals use whatnot um, to diagnose autism, um, it's in the DSM-5, just Google that, the DSM-5 autism uh, diagnostic criteria and read through those. And yeah, it's a pretty good summary. I if you got that stuff going on, you're pretty likely autistic and that stuff all like pretty much checks out. But some of the way that it's worded too, um, can be a little bit tricky to think like, do I do that? Do I have that? And with like some of us who have been masking for a long time to sort of like uncover certain things and behaviors after so many years and be like, you know, oh, this is a problem for me or, oh, I do do that or whatever. And on the flip side, for people who, you know, may not be autistic, but suspect, you know, something is going on and it can just be like, it can be a really tricky thing to figure out. And I think that's partially just because we just don't have, um, enough current accurate research done on a broad enough scope of people. Um, so anyway, that, that turned out to be a much bigger rant than I thought it was going to be. Uh, but hey, here we are. And I think you guys like my rants once in a while. Um, anyway, yeah, I don't know what else to, to say about that, except all the things that I just said. And, uh, yeah, let me know what you guys think. You guys can always uh, comment on Instagram. If you follow on the Instagram, I usually, or not usually, I always post a uh, a post that cool, that uh, coincides with each episode. And so if you guys ever want to discuss anything on the episodes, um, 
you can always post there nicely. Oh man, I got it. I got some, a little bit of backlash for the Elon episode and it's fine. I know that that is a very polarizing topic and I knew going in that I might get some hate for that one. And I, I did get a little bit of hate for that one and it is what it is. I know we all have our opinions, right? And it's, it's okay, but it is a little bit hard when, when people come at you like that. But anyway, that's beside the point. Uh, this is a less controversial topic, hopefully. So, uh, yeah, you're always welcome. Even if you don't agree with what I say, you're welcome to post. Just be nice about it is all I ask. Um, we are allowed to, we are allowed to disagree, right? Just be respectful with each other and yeah, then it's all good. So um, anyway, I got to get going because uh, now it's almost time for me to get back on my plan for the day. Got to go get my daughter and uh, do the evening routine. Thank God it's it's time to get back in the routine of the day. Such a relief. Um, yeah, if you guys want more uh, episodes, you can think about joining the Patreon. It's $5 a month. You get two bonus episodes a month with that, plus access to our Discord server where we're having a good old time over there discussing topics related to the podcast and unrelated to the podcast and mostly related to neurodivergence and autism and ADHD and, you know, just being being friends over there. So anyway, I'll leave the link to that in the show notes. And uh, also, uh, no, nothing else. That's it. Other links too that I usually use. You guys know the drill. And uh, yeah, that's all. All right, you guys, I hope you're having a fantastic moment wherever you're at in your day. And uh, I hope you're not as discombobulated as I am. And uh, yeah, that's it. I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.